Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. A lot of listeners think that amateur radio is what I do here on this station every weekend. That's not exactly right. Amateur radio is a hobby and involves sending messages, either in voice or code, around the world or around the neighborhood for non-commercial purposes. Now, these messages can be digital or analog, and they can include video or photos. Amateur radio isn't the same as broadcasting, what I'm doing right now. It also isn't the same as two-way radio, as used by the police or fire departments or other agencies that have commercial licenses. It also is not the same as CB radio. To be an amateur or ham, You need to pass a test first. You also need to get a license from the government to use certain restricted frequencies. As a hobby, amateur radio goes back to the early 1900s, and there are clubs all over the world, including many here in the Pittsburgh area. In the United States and Canada, there are about 800,000 amateur radio operators. Some famous ham radio operators, Joe Walsh of the Eagles. King Hussein of Jordan was a amateur radio operator. So was Marlon Brando and Walter Cronkite, Priscilla Presley is a ham radio operator, so is Tim Allen. Every year, ham radio operators from all over the world gather in Dayton, Ohio, for what's called Hamvention. Now, it's supposedly one of the largest gatherings of ham radio operators in the world. This year, about 30,000 people attended. We took our microphones to Hamvention last weekend, and we talked to some of the folks there. In the computer era, and everyone has a cell phone, why does this hobby of ham radio endure? And why are young people still interested in talking to other people over the radio? My name is Bob B. Wright from Greensburg. I'm actually in Hempfield Township, uh, southwest side of Greensburg. And I had to come all the way from McKeesport to meet somebody from Greensburg in Dayton, Ohio, or Xenia, Ohio. <laughs> I meet all kinds of folks here in, in Dayton. <laughs> They let they let anybody in, even yeah. me. So you're with K2BSA, which is a, a Boy Scouting group for ham radio. Is that correct? K2BSA is the the call sign that the National Scouts have, and they let, loan it out to various groups to use for various times. Um, the jamboree is the primary spot where it gets used, and there's a jamboree this summer at the Summit Re- Bechtel Reserve in in West Virginia. That's going to be in July. And uh, we will have a, 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 a demonstration station there. We'll be teaching Radio Merit Badge there. And uh, uh, we have a staff of maybe about 25 people. Uh, the Jamboree itself will be 20,000 to 30,000 scouts. So we hope to see a lot of them come by and visit us. What troop are you affiliated with back in Westmoreland? I'm with uh, Troop 480 in Greensburg. And where are you attached to? The uh, Church of St. Paul. Okay. Uh, how long have you been in amateur radio? Uh, I've been in amateur radio just about uh, 18 years. Uh, I've been a scout leader for a little over 50. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Congratulations. I sent a picture of your booth back to a friend of mine who's a scout leader in, in Pittsburgh, and she was very excited to see a, a young lady represented on, on your uh, radio scouting uh, 
banner here. Well, yeah, scouting has uh, had uh, young ladies involved in the program now for about five years um, in Cub Scouts and, and Boy Scout troops, or scout troops. We don't call them Boy Scout troops. We call uh-huh. them scout troops now. Yep. Um, our particular troop doesn't have any girls associated with it. Uh, at least in our area, the troops for girls are separate from the troops for boys. And while the same charter organization might sponsor one of each, um, our particular group does not. Well, my friend was really excited to see, see the young lady on the banner here. What are the requirements for the radio merit badge? Um, well, you, you need to learn a, a little bit about radio theory, waves, how they transmit the radio spectrum. Uh, talk, talk a little bit about uh, uh, how radio signals tra- propagate through the an- atmosphere. Uh, we don't go into electronics or uh, electrical de- theory. That's a different merit badges, right? right. I, I remember correctly right. from my scouting. Right. Um, they need to take some time to visit a station. They need to just learn about uh, careers in radio. Uh, they need to make a 10-minute on-the-air contact with somebody else. Uh, that's the basic requirement. Well, I'm happy to talk them out of a, a career from radio, Bob. That's a terrible career. No, I'm just kidding, Bob. Uh, we're talking with uh, Bob K3RMB. We're here at uh, Dayton Hamvention. What excites you about amateur radio? Why, well, how did you, why did you get into amateur radio in the first place? I wanted to be an amateur from the time I was in high school. I had a friend that was a ham and I was never able at the time to get past the Morse code requirement. Sure. Uh, I tried again uh, later in life, didn't make it when I had kids. Uh, when I retired, uh, I learned that the Morse code had been removed from the introductory license level, the technician level. So I got the technician level. And then I learned the code in order to get my general then they took the code requirement away from general, so it's not needed anywhere. It's not needed anymore. It's not you just, anywhere, anywhere. You, you need the theory and, and the legal requirements, the operating requirements. Yeah. Now, what excites young people? Because I've been talking to a number of young people around here. What excites them about the hobby? What gets them interested in their eyes light up about the hobby? I, I think the thing that excites them is the ability to talk to people far away uh-huh. without having... You know, no wires. There's no, no wires. No, no apps. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what excites me, too, because uh, from my little home station, I, I I have been able to, with just 100 watts of power, reach all the way across to the Indian Ocean, which is halfway around the world for me. So it excites me, and I hope other people are excited by it. If someone out there is a, is a scout leader and they hear this and, and they're interested in learning more about radio, how would they get in touch with the radio scouting program? Um, For their local council? Well, or? the local council kind of varies. Uh-huh. Um, my best suggestion would be to go to uh, K2BSA uh, either on Facebook or on the Internet okay. um, and, and learn about the program from there. The, there's, there's a very good website for K2BSA, and uh, the, the, the Facebook page does provide information on current events that are coming up. And if, is there help there for if there's a scout leader who doesn't know anything about radio but they have a member of their troop who wants to get the radio merit badge, is there help through K2BSA for them? Uh, then I would contact the local council to gotcha. find out who a counselor might be for gotcha. the badge. Awesome. Okay. Bob, thank you so much. Have a great time. What are you looking forward to doing here at Hamvention while you're here? <laughs> 
I, uh, I, this is my 15th uh, hamvention. Uh, I just uh, loved uh, the environment, and uh, I'm uh, going to be attending the contest dinner tomorrow night because I also spend a lot of time doing contesting. So that's, that's my excitement. Bob, good luck and safe travels back to Greensburg. It was good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Ohio. Tell everybody your name and where you're from. My name is Morgan Lyons, and I'm from Dallas, Texas. And you are with, uh, you're here representing who? I'm here representing the ARRL Collegiate Amateur Radio Program. Are you currently an undergrad or grad student? Yes, I uh, am getting my undergrad degree in aerospace engineering at Missouri University of Science and Technology. How long have you been involved in amateur radio? I've been involved for about a year and a half now. Um, I got my license in December of 2021 uh, and uh, got my extra in October of last year. So um, I uh, advanced pretty quickly through amateur radio. Yeah, Yeah, a lot faster than me. I'm 20 years and counting. Uh, What attracted you to the hobby in the first place? Yeah, so I like building rockets. Uh, I'm an aerospace engineering major, like I said. So um, I like using radio to uh, track my rockets, get live telemetry, make sure everything goes properly and according to plan. I also really like contesting. Um, I, I'm pretty good at it, and uh, I have a lot of fun talking to people all, the, all over the world. What, what is the collegiate amateur radio program you gave me a sticker here we want you uh, looking for students and amateur radio clubs i know we have one at carnegie mellon in pittsburgh university of pittsburgh also has a panther amateur radio club what is the collegiate amateur radio program yeah so it is just something that the uh, league has put together the amateur radio relay league has put together uh just to get uh college groups connected um, get them connected to each other as well as the uh, ARRL. Um, we organize events. Uh, we've got a pizza party later this weekend uh, for all the college students here and just make sure that uh, amateur radio has a future in our college students and uh, the younger generations. Uh, I am seeing, I mean, I've been coming to the Hamvention for 20 years now and I'm seeing a lot more younger people than they used to. What do you think is, you said you, you're an aerospace engineer, you're tracking your uh, rockets. We're talking to Morgan, uh, KI5SXY uh, from uh, Missouri. What part of Missouri is the university in? Uh, Central Missouri, about an hour and a half south of St. Louis. Okay. Uh, what is attracting you and other college students to amateur radio? Yeah, so um, I know a lot of our guys are just interested in digital modes and um, different ways you can transmit data. Um, We also have uh, people interested in satellite communications, uh, uh, lunar communications, things like that. We work with the satellite design team on campus to actually uh, provide their uh, comms for their various missions they've got going on. Um, So uh, that is interesting to our members as well as rocketry, like I mentioned earlier. Um, we also, just like goofing around, we have a, a strong culture built around amateur radio and uh, around service and having fun. And so we really enjoy giving back to our community as well as just goofing off and hanging out with each other. I have noticed, uh, I, or at least this may or may not be correct, but it seems to me that a lot of people, young people, are coming into it through, they may have done first robotics or robotics club in high school. Does that seem accurate to you as well? Yeah. They've done Arduino or Raspberry Pi or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, We definitely find a lot of people that uh, have had previous experience in electronics and uh, working with Arduinos, Raspberry Pis, First Robotics, anything like that. 
Um, we also just have people that just kind of stumble into our shack. Uh, that's kind of how I got started. Um, most of our club is electrical and computer engineers, um, but you do get the, the random civil engineer, mechanical, um, or business major that, that wanders into the shack and just kind of happens to, to join. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of people with previous experience, and some teachers, uh, some professors at our university actually encourage students to get their license by giving extra credit if you, uh, okay. if you uh, test and get your license. What benefits are there for colleges or for college students that have an amateur radio club, or maybe don't, that want to join the collegiate amateur radio program? Yeah, it just provides a really solid network of other amateur radio clubs. We uh, learn from each other. We uh, learn how to build our programs, get different ideas. Uh, we talk on the radio. I was and, just going to say, do they have networks uh, all over the air, too? Yeah, we, okay. we talk on the radio. It's fun uh, to do all the uh, college uh, contests. So we'll bump into each other then. and uh, We've got monthly meetings on Zoom. And so um, just it's, it's a good way to meet people from other schools uh, and get ideas as well as meet other young hams. Is it a professional networking opportunity, too? I mean, would you anticipate maybe talking to someone at another university and then going to grad school there or possibly working with them someday? Yes, for sure. Um, I actually just talked to someone uh, from another university that came by the booth here, and uh, we were talking about sounding rockets and different opportunities for that, but it's definitely a professional networking uh, opportunity. How do they get in touch with the Collegiate Amateur Radio Program, which I just realized spells CARP? Yes, uh, we are CARP. Uh, Our logo is a fish. It's pretty great. Um, (laughs) But... uh, Yeah, you can uh, go on the ARRL website and uh, search CARP. Um, Look for Tony, uh, Tony Maluzzi. He is uh, one of the heads of uh, the program and will get you connected. Awesome. Thank you so much, Morgan, and uh, good luck. This is this your first invention then? Yes, sir, this is. Okay, have you gotten a chance to go out to the flea market and, like, see some of the stuff that's for sale? Uh, not the flea market, but okay. I've seen most of the booths. All right. Thank you so much, Morgan. From Thank Dayton you. Hamvention in Xenia, Ohio, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back with more after this message. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at Striffler's.com or call 412-678-6191. What is ham radio? It's the most fun you can have with a radio. It's a way to talk to people around the world or even orbiting the world, to send email without internet connection, to experiment with electronics or computerized digital communications, to see how many countries you can contact in just one weekend, or just open the door to new friendships to the more than 2,000 amateur radio clubs throughout the country. Want to join us? Go to www.emergencyradio.org. We're the ARRL. We'll show you how. www.emergencyradio.org Every year, ham radio operators from all over the world gather in Dayton, Ohio for what's called Hamvention. It is supposedly one of the largest gatherings of ham radio operators in the world. In the computer era, why does this hobby endure? Why are young people still interested in talking to other people over the radio? Yeah, I'm Thomas, Delta Fox 2, Oscar, Oscar. I represent the German Amateur Radio Club. That's D-A-R-C. Um, we are from Germany, and we are a regular uh, attendee here of uh, Hamvention, have our own small booths, 
and our scope is to uh, represent the German Amateur Radio Club but also make a little bit of advertising for our own ham radio uh, exhibition, the ham radio in Friedrichshafen on the Lake of Constance, where we usually have also quite a number of international visitors coming over to Germany into a very nice area and enjoying meeting their European ham friends at uh, ham radio. How long have you been an amateur? I had my first license in 1976. I'm a member of DARC since 1971. Well, you must have been pretty young when you got your license then. I was pretty young when I got my license. I was 13 years old when I joined the club and been passionate about ham radio ever since and hasn't stopped. What attracted you to the hobby? Honestly, communications initially. In the 17s, there were no cell phones, at least not for normal people. So the attraction was to be able to uh, speak to a friend uh, a few uh, blocks down the road. So we first did it with illegal FM transmitters uh, on 100-something megahertz. And then, of course, we found out there is uh, is, uh, radio amateurs. And, yeah, that's how I got into into the hobby. How many years have you been coming to Hamvention here in Dayton? Oh, since since the late 90s, been here many, many times. You mentioned that uh, DARC has a big gathering like this. How does it compare to this Hamvention gathering? It's smaller in size, smaller in numbers, but it's it's different. It's uh, it's a different environment. It's a professional exhibition area. So we have air-conditioned halls. <laughs> this is a little agricultural. This is more agricultural here, yes. More than a little, I would say. We, well, have, we, have, we had horses on the track this morning, so yes, more uh, than a little. So we have uh, also the flea market area uh-huh. is in a hall, in an air-conditioned hall. So we are totally independent from the weather, as we may get a thunderstorm in June as well in Germany. But uh, that's what people like. Everything is, honestly, it's a little bit um, cleaner, uh, talking about the restroom facilities, etc., because it's a professional exhibition center. And it's in a very nice part of uh, southern Germany, very close to Switzerland, on the Lake of Constance. So a lot of people from the U.S. actually come over with their spouse or family, visit the uh, ham radio, and then go off to Switzerland. Make it a vacation. Make it, make, it, make it a vacation, exactly. Are amateurs in Europe pretty much the, and behave pretty much the same way as amateurs in the United States? Yeah, same type of nerds, I would say. Uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty similar. I think the, the, the problem we have is that they are all old folks uh, these days, uh, except some uh, exceptions. I was just, but but yeah. I was just talking to some of these uh, college and university students yeah. over here, and yeah. you know, they said they're very interested in digital modes of yeah. communication, and yeah, I know. they have come in through yeah. uh, Arduino and, and Raspberry yes. Pi and these and, different But that is what we have to support. I think uh-huh. young people, and I see it with my own kids, they don't get attracted to amateur radio by the aspect of worldwide communications because they have that on Skype, on WhatsApp, uh, yeah. TikTok, uh, whatever. So they are used to it. For they, They've grown up with it. So that doesn't attract them to become a member of ARRL or DARC. Uh, what attracts them is fiddling around with technology, with software uh, programming. So all this Raspberry Pi, Arduino, uh, maybe even direction finding, the challenge or contesting. That's something uh, what we need to use to guide more young people to the hobby. Uh, 
must one be German to join the DARC? No, of course not. We okay. have we have many international members, okay. and you can have a uh, kind of an online membership where you get the magazine mm-hmm. online. Uh, the people people took them all. Uh, so um, uh, no, the language of course uh, isn't a barrier and shouldn't be the barrier. That's that's clear. And your gathering is coming up uh, the 23rd through the 25th of June, and that's in Friedrichshafen. Yeah, that's correct. That's in Friedrichshafen uh, on the Lake of Constance. Okay. If you want to get there from the U.S., easiest probably is to fly into Switzerland to Zurich, mm-hmm. take the car and the ferry uh, across the lake. What you can also do is, if you have some business to do in Munich, uh, fly into Munich, uh, and then it's a two-hour uh, drive on the motorway to uh, Friedrichshafen. And if someone wants information about the DARC, uh, what is the easiest way to get that? Easiest way is we have a website, www.darc.de. Mm-hmm. There is an English language flag somewhere on the top of the page. You hit the language flag, then you find all the information. Uh, if you want to visit Germany, how to uh, operate for the U.S. amateurs under the so-called CEPT regulations. So you just, uh, uh, if you have an, uh, uh, the respective uh, extra class or advanced, whatever, you use Delta Lemurs. Uh, slash your, your yeah. own call sign and off you go. And what are you looking forward to doing here at Dayton Hamvention while you're in town? Uh, basically, as I said, representing the club, uh-huh. representing uh, the ham radio exhibition, but most of all meeting uh, old friends and uh, seeing new technology, seeing new gadgets, talking a little bit to the vendors, uh, how the hobby is doing, how the sales are going, and just get, get, on, get on top, uh, be well informed about amateur radio. Thank you so much, Thomas. Safe travels back, and thank you for taking some time to talk with us. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, here's a good question. Why do they call it ham radio? Well, ham is short for ham-fisted. Now, that, of course, means someone who isn't very good at what they do. Like a ham actor, for instance, someone who's hamming it up on stage. Hams have turned that word ham radio into a point of pride. They're very proud of what they do, and we're proud of what we do here, too. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. We're Mon Valley Proud, Tube City Online Radio. How you doing? Joe Walsh here, WB6ACU. Ham Radio's given me friends all over the world who I never would have met otherwise, and it's taught me skills and electronics that have helped me in my career. I give back to amateur radio by being a member of ARRL. ARRL is the National Association for Amateur Radio. They are our voice in Washington and all around the world. Be a member. Please join ARRL. Find more out about it at ARRL.org. From Dayton Hamvention in Xenia, Ohio, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. What is this hobby called Ham Radio? Why does it endure after more than 100 years? Tell everybody your name and uh, where you're from. My name is Alan Boyd, and my uh, ham radio call sign is Victor Echo 3 Alpha Juliet Bravo. I'm the vice president of the Radio Amateurs of Canada, which represents amateur radio operators equivalent to the ARRL in the USA. What part of Canada are you from? I come from Ontario, a place called Manitoulin Island, right at the top of uh, Lake Huron in Georgian Bay, okay. in a little community called Little Current. So you've, you've got a little bit of a piece to go. 
A little bit. 14-hour drive to get here. <laughs> How long have you been an amateur radio operator? I've been an amateur radio operator for approximately 25 years. I uh, Or 35 years, sorry. I'm getting older. Uh, and that, as a youngster, my uncle was a ham radio operator. I was always fascinated. And as a uh, young person, I uh, always wanted to get into the hobby. And shortly in my early 20s, I uh, went for my license and obtained it. And I've been involved ever since and uh, been very active. What was so attractive to the... What, what, was, what was attractive to you about it? Well, the communication aspect. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something where... Uh, Amateur radio is a fraternity of uh, men and women all over the world, and you don't know these people, but it's like going fishing. You throw a line out, and you don't know who you're going to or what you're going to catch. Well, uh, you know, on amateur radio, you call what we call a CQ, which means you call any station, and you don't know who's going to come back. Could be somebody in Europe, could be somebody in South America, across your country, in the U.S., wherever. And all of a sudden, you have a common bond because you have an interest in communications for one and radio for two. And, uh, I mean, it was a godsend through the pandemic where most people were trying to uh, socialize because everybody was locked down. I didn't find it that much difficult because I was able to go to my basement like I had prior to COVID and talk to people around the world and still socialize like I did. So. Yeah, I don't want another lockdown, but I did get a lot of projects done in the workshop uh, during that uh, couple of months or that six months or whatever. We're talking with Alan. Uh, he's from Manitou Island Manitou in, in Ontario. I have kin in Muskoka, and it gets pretty lonely in Muskoka in the wintertime. Summertime, this time of year, they're busy. But wintertime, it gets a little lonely. I have to imagine Manitou Island is a little lonely in the wintertime, too. Absolutely. It's uh, known as the largest freshwater island in the world. So there's a fair bit of real estate with it. It's about 120 miles long by 70 miles wide. And probably so when beautiful. It is uh, gorgeous. Uh, we go from about a population of about 12 to 15,000 in the winter, and it uh, triples in the summertime because of cottagers, vacationers, and and that. It's right at the uh, top of uh, Lake Huron. We're about 150 miles east of Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Uh, Give us a a commercial, a 30-second pitch. Why should someone be interested in amateur radio? One of the things I've been doing as I've been walking around here today is talking to a lot of young people and I'm getting a lot of different answers, especially from the younger folks, why they got into the hobby. So why would somebody be interested in this hobby? Well, amateur radios, when all else communication fails, and we're seeing around the world right now of all the severe weather tragedies that are occurring and that, and everybody relies so much on the Internet and the cell phone these days. Now, in the hobby, we've integrated all that new technology into the hobby so young people can get involved and get really activated uh, with it and bring that type of technology into the hobby. But if all else hits the fan and uh, you can't communicate, amateur radio operators go with portable batteries, generators, string wire antenna, and now they can talk around the world bringing what we call health and welfare traffic in and out of the uh, Worn, torn uh, yeah. uh, we areas. Some of that in Ukraine, for instance. Absolutely, yeah. uh, Canada was very prominent in sending equipment to help uh, people in the Ukraine with communications and and that with it. So, 
Um, it's a great hobby, and uh, the old uh, adage is, if all else fails, ham radio will be there. Uh, do you have to be Canadian to join the Radio Amateurs of Canada? No, absolutely not. We have a lot of Americans and people from around the world. We represent over uh, 70,000 amateurs right across Canada, coast to coast. Of course, we're not as big as the American Amateur Radio Relay Lake, but we are uh, very active. We do a lot of similar programs, and we work very closely with our U.S. partners. How how long have you been coming to Dayton Hamvention, you personally? This is probably my 30th year. Uh, Yeah, we've seen many changes, and... uh, Thanks to the uh, Green County Fairgrounds, what a wonderful venue to have this uh, event at. What are you looking forward to doing while you're here? Well, meeting people uh, as Vice President of the Radio Amateurs of Canada. As you see, we have a booth here. So we're meeting people from around the world and introducing them to Canadian amateurs. And And that's this week's show, coming to you from Dayton Hamvention in Xenia, Ohio. If you'd like to find a club near you, go to ARRL.org. And we'd like to thank our guests, Bob B. Wright, Alan Boyd, Morgan Lyons, and Thomas Verde. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, 73, that's best regards in ham radio code, and so long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.